0: Welcome back, podcast listeners. This is the We Know Ball Podcast. Today, we are teaming up with Underdog Fantasy to bring you guys an amazing deal. If you go ahead and sign up using their mobile app or their website, and you use code WKB when you sign up, they will give you a deposit match of up to $100. That is an amazing deal. So take advantage of it while you can. Sign up, use code WKB, and get on to some daily fantasy. Welcome back, everybody, to the 10th episode. Of the We Know Ball podcast, I'm your host Brandon, and we've got both of the co-hosts today, Arian and Isaac. Say what's up, guys! What's up? Welcome
1: back, Arian.
0: Yeah, we've been, we you. missed you. We, we missed you so much. About your golf shift swing last time. We
1: don't miss your golf swing. <laughs> I, don't, I don't miss it either.
0: <laughs> no, but um, before we get into the episode, I want to tell our viewers about the giveaway we have going on on Twitter right now. Um, if you go follow us on Twitter wkb podcast underscore um we're giving away a free jersey once we hit 500 twitter followers and 200 youtube subscribers since we're uploading on youtube now so that'll be fun make sure you guys go do that
1: speaking of we're up we're on youtube now we're uploading on youtube now in case you wanted to see us talk instead um
0: the Suns had an amazing win against the Bulls today. I'm so happy about that. Um, 129 to 102. What are your you guys initial thoughts on that?
1: Well, uh, Brandon, why don't you kind of? I want you to tell specifically the audience because we kind of know already, but I want you to let the audience know like <laughs> what's up with with a little thing. Well, that happened one, there. why like just like your feelings towards the Bulls and uh, the kid
0: from. Okay. So I already hate the Bulls because of things like this. This is the exact reason of what happened tonight. So before the game started, I'd say game started at nine, probably like 730. Kid that I knew in my sophomore year of high school texted me and just said, the Bulls are going to beat the Suns tonight. And I was just like, like sure, whatever. I was like, we don't care about regular season anymore anyway. It doesn't matter to us. And then he kept going on and on. And then eventually it got to the conversation of, he said Levine is better than Devin Booker. And that just grinded one of my gears in my in my soul. I just it made me so angry. And I, I even made a tweet because me and Argan were talking about it before you came into the call. Um the the there's a better debate for Zach Levine. Recent?
1: Oh, I like I saw that tweet. Yeah,
0: there's a better debate for Zach Levine and Darius Garland than there is a debate for Zach Levine and Devin Booker. I
1: like I like Levine and Mitchell now.
0: I yeah. still think Mitchell is actually more, not because
1: yeah I think Mitchell's way better than
2: Levine. Yeah,
0: there's still a tier over there, and I think Zach Levine is in that tier. Of, Levine.
2: Okay.
0: Yeah, uh, it's he, Zach Levine is closer to Darius Garland than he is to Devin. Football.
1: Where Where do you have uh, Harden?
0: Uh, probably two or three. You
1: count him as a shooting guard because he kind of plays point.
0: Um. Yeah, I I do. Because I don't know, he's it's so hard to talk about positions in basketball now. It's not tra- like traditional anymore. It's not like how the Suns play. Like, um, perfect example, um, Jokic. He doesn't play like a center, but he is a center. You know what I mean? I think it's the same for James Harden because especially now on Philly, he has Tyrese Maxey, um, who it's is their crazy point that Maxey's
1: playing the two. Yeah, who's, who's technically there,
0: too. But I would still consider um, James Harden a shooting guard, which Devin Booker is playing better than James Harden is this season. so facts. Um, but just back to the whole Levine and Devin Booker debate. Devin Booker is a tier or, or two tiers above Zach Levine. There, there's no debate between that. So I want every yeah. Chicago fan to shut up about that. Zach Levine
1: is what everyone thought Devin Booker was.
0: Oh, exactly. And the thing that really fucking blew my mind today was this kid tried to tell me that Zach Levine is a better defender than Devin Booker. Yeah, the TikTok. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, he sent me a TikTok. Not even that. He said he's a better defender in in words. He said it in words. But his only How comeback was... going to was... say it. Well, I don't know. The TikTok. <laughs> but his only other comeback was a TikTok comparing the two where they just chose Zach Levine over 90% of the uh topic. So yeah,
1: there wasn't even stats used or anything. He just said Levine.
0: <laughs> Literally. Yeah. But um yeah, Devin Booker and Bismack Biyombo combined for more points than Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan today. So and how many points did Biombo have? I think he had two. Yeah, great. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. You love to see it.
1: Yeah. I think this, I mean, this wasn't like, I I don't want to say this was a below average Booker game because he had 20 in the first half, but like his assists and rebounds were down from what they usually were. Yeah.
0: So this wasn't even Devin Booker's best game and he still outplayed their two stars. So
1: no, yeah. I feel like Booker Loki had like a kind of, down I mean 28 points in 32 minutes is nothing to scoff at but like
0: Booker has it also seemed that he got taken out in certain situ like he didn't play much in the third quarter and then he came in with like five minutes to go in the fourth or something like that. I don't remember the exact time but he came in later in the fourth and then got subbed out a minute or two later. So
2: yeah. Uh, a lot of what I noticed that they were they were blitzing him, double teaming him, like half court. So yeah, oh my God, number is not going to look too good. Yeah, and
0: they weren't doing that the first half either. So that's why he was able to get twenty.
1: Yeah, dude. But the fact that like Devin Booker gets double teams thrown at him literally every single night now.
2: Yeah,
0: he doesn't
1: go a game without seeing a double, team, like a double team.
0: He's still dropping twenty five plus a night, yeah, and he still gets his
1: twenty five. Like I don't know, I don't know, man. I I just.
0: It's just clear
1: at this point that people are just aren't act- don't actually watch the Suns no oh. because if they did, they'd know. Mm-hmm. but they just don't know. So it's just clear at this point that they don't actually watch the Suns. No I wish tonight's game was like an ESPN game or something because nobody watches the NBA TV. So mm-hmm. people are just go to look at the box score granted they see Devin Booker had 28 points.
2: On, like, 56% shooting. Yeah, yeah but, like, I don't know, man.
1: They just refuse to – they refuse to – I don't even know. I can't even describe <laughs> it. It's just an insane <laughs> level of, like, stubbornness. That's all I can describe it as. Yep. But uh, Devin Booker tonight had 28 points on 10 of 18 from the field, whereas – DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine combined for 31 points on, oh, math, seven of 21 shooting. Yep, and
0: yep. Zach Levine also had 10 free throws.
1: Zach Levine went one of seven from yep. the field. Yeah, he than both on one shot. He was missing wide open layups. He missed like two open layups. I'm so like, that's just a really awful, like bad night. But like, you don't see that. Devin Booker doesn't really have like. I want, I'm really curious now. I'm going to look at his game lock. I want to see the last time Devin Booker had, let's say he had when he had less than like 24 points.
2: Yeah. He never has these nights where, like, where he makes one shot. It's it's never like that. Oh, I I don't actually. Know he has
1: less than twenty four. Hella, so I would just say less than twenty. What do
2: what? you guys
1: think Devin Booker's last time scoring less than twenty points was?
0: It was a, long a specific time ago. game or? I mean, I give, give no. A don't month. be. A specific I'll give you a specific month. Just... It was probably January.
2: No. Okay. I say December. No.
0: Was it February? Was it last month?
2: It was February. Who'd they play? It
1: was the Bucks when we blew them out. Oh, okay.
2: What did he have, like 18 or something?
1: Yes, (laughs) he had 17. Okay. He shot 31%. That was the last time he had, like, a bad game, like less than 20 points.
2: That's that's the thing. Like, Levine, this time he shot one for seven. It's like, I've never seen... Booker, shoot one – like, make one shot in the whole game.
1: Yeah, there's never a
2: time. I'm trying to find, like, his just, worst
1: shooting percentage. Probably he shot 21% against the Pacers. That looks like his worst.
2: I'm yeah, trying to
1: that's look his worst. into when Actually, he last. shot 20% in the first game of the season.
0: <laughs> I it. bet there's not been one time in – Devin Booker's career that he was a starter that he made one shot the whole game. I'd be willing to bet that. Uh, yeah, which I
2: year think he, that's, he, that's safe to say.
0: I want to, I want to see.
2: I don't know how you'd find that, but. <laughs> also another thing about Devin Booker is that uh, he went to the lines. He went seven for seven from the free throw line today, which actually saw a stat this morning that, uh, he attempted six free throws in his last four games, six free throws total in four full games, which I think is insane for someone that has the ball that much and gets fouled that much. Just doesn't – they don't call it. Yeah, he has – it.
1: I mean, we've talked about his whistle, like who gets the most whistles and stuff before. Yeah, And that was uh, – that was when we had Keese on and, uh We – I think we ended up determining that if he got the same calls as other stars – like as the top – stars he'd be averaging like 30 yeah so
2: because like seven free throws in this game is like it seems like a lot for him which is it is yeah it is that's what i'm saying that's not like for someone his caliber that's not enough like whatsoever yeah i have it. i literally have his game like he like
1: before that he shot one free throw one free throw two two five four eight and then six and then before that He shot nine against Houston, two, three, three. So he gets good calls, I'd say, like one out of three games.
2: Which that's crazy to me.
0: So I'm looking at his game log from his rookie year. He has not had one game where he's only made one field goal when he's played more than 18 minutes.
1: That's crazy, man. Yeah, that is. that's actually wild like devin booker i feel like at the end of his career i feel like he could end up in like the top 20 top 15 of all time scoring leaders easily i think yeah where is he now i was just going to check he's at he's at almost 11,000 he's probably he's going to hit 11,000 in the next couple of games
2: that's crazy, cause yeah, I I know he has to be up like not up there, but like somewhere close, cause he's been averaging twenty five a game for the last like four years. Uh, eleven thousand points.
1: Um, yeah. That's... Fit, it puts him. Let me see.
0: He's pretty low. <laughs> yeah, but there's a big disparity because 100 only has 100 only has 3,000 more points than 200. And then 50 Booker only is, has 3,000 more than 50 only has 3,000 more than 100.
1: Devin Booker is 328. On the all time scoring list.
0: So if he averages next season, say he hits, say he hits, we'll just say 11,000, he's going to hit it this season and have more. But
1: no, yeah, he'll probably get to I'm trying to think how many games are left. There's like oh, nine games left, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, and he scores like, let's say he did, scores 26 it's... over the next nine games, 26 times nine. Two hundred thirty-four.
0: Yeah. So if he averages just twenty-five, um, for the next huh. twenty-five for the next, let's just say, what, three years, he would already be top fifty.
2: Which I think he could easily do that, considering he's like what twenty-six. that would give him
0: six thousand points. It might not be yeah, exactly he's twenty-five.
2: 50.
0: Yeah. Does be- turn twenty-six
2: till October? Yeah. Yeah. That's
1: crazy, dude.
0: So if we wanted him to be top 10 in scoring, right? Yeah. He would need 17,000 points. We'll say 18,000 because I I don't know the – I'm not going to go by each individual number. But – and he averaged 25 points a game. 18. He could do it in eight and a half seasons. If he did, if he, if he scored at lowest 25 points a game for eight and a half seasons, he would be um, top 10 at 27,000. That's crazy.
1: I mean, that's um, not accounting for like other players also scoring. Yeah.
0: And the injuries. That's if you like, you know.
1: Yeah. But still, that's kind of crazy. Like All right. Let's, uh Let's let's circle back and start Stephen so Booker. I mean, he had a great game. He usually does. Not a surprise at this point. Um, something I want to talk about today, and I think everyone will agree, is Devin or not Devin? DeAndre Ayton was kind of incredible today.
0: He you know, really his, bullied Vucevic a lot.
1: His oh yeah, he made Vucevic his uh, his bitch, and uh, his effort though is what I. He had he had. Um, 12 and – or he had 10 and 8, I think, at halftime. Like, his his effort on the boards tonight was amazing. And I think mm-hmm. it's – I think he kind of – I think part of it, he kind of – I mean, this is just completely speculation on my part, but I it might have been from, like, wanting to prove that he's better than Vucevic, like, once and for all. Yeah. Like, I've been on that for, like, months now, but I feel like a lot of people didn't really think that. But – A.N. ended the game tonight with 20 points, 12 rebounds on eight of, 11 sh- eight of 11 shooting, four of four from the free throw line. He had three offensive rebounds, whereas Vucevic had 16 and seven on eight of 16, which isn't even bad, but not as good as Aiden.
0: He took a lot of terrible shots, though, too. Yeah, he didn't.
1: He had like a decent stat line, but he didn't look good.
2: Hmm.
1: Um, he couldn't hold Aiden on defense. It was, yeah. I mean, it's not even – Aiden only played 24 minutes too.
0: Yeah, he did sit a lot. Crazy. So – I definitely think he could have gone for 30 easily if if he played 30 minutes tonight.
1: Yeah, Vucevic had that – had his stat line in 26 minutes. So, I don't – Whatever. Troy Craig
0: hasn't missed a shot in two two games.
2: Facts. That's wild. 30, 35 points in two games. No missed shots.
1: I think I saw someone on Twitter literally predict that he would have, like, 14 and 10 on 100%. So, shout out <laughs> to whoever that was. I don't remember who it was, and I'll never be able to find the tweet. But uh, shout out to that guy. I think it's – I have a – extreme like hypothetical for you guys let's say like let's say tory craig if he's starting he never he doesn't miss a shot right okay his shot tendency doesn't like go up like he doesn't shoot more he like shoots the same amount but he just doesn't miss if you have a player like that like is like guaranteed to not miss you have to start them right yeah so then Statistically, like analytically speaking, until Tori Craig misses, he should be the starter <laughs> over Jay Crowder.
2: <laughs> we're also two and zero oh with Tori Craig starting. I wouldn't mind it, especially that we're fifty seven and fourteen. That it's not going to affect anything too much. Especially like if obviously if he's shooting one hundred percent, why not?
0: It'll be interesting seeing what Monty does because Jay Crowder should play next game. Because he was already um, questionable for today. He should have played. Um, I'm curious as to what Monty will do. He'll probably still start Jay Crowder. But this might be yeah, something where sure. we no, see That's
1: like nothing's actually going to change. It's just yeah. a fun hypothetical.
0: <laughs> but um, it would be nice to see how he does off the bench. Like after. Ha- no, 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 no. Torrey Craig after oh yeah his little resurgence. See how much it changes.
1: Well, this is just like the most aggressive regression to the mean we've like ever seen so i think i think i don't know that he's going to shoot a hundred percent for a third straight game i wouldn't bet on it so uh i think we probably see him start becoming more of the like 35 36 percent shooter that we're kind of mm-hmm. used to him being which i mean we're not not going to complain no right like but I, we've definitely – we've been seeing more of the Craig that we, that we loved last season and the Craig that we traded for, one that cuts, he's slashing more now, he's hitting threes, and he's rebounding. That's he all has he like did. 20 rebounds in the last two games.
0: Did he have what 10 else? last game or did he have 14? He
1: had 14.
0: Yeah, so – And then he had was- nine
1: tonight. 23 boards.
0: Yeah, he you can't ask for anything more. You like, literally cannot,
1: and he's playing good defense. Mm-hmm. So you literally can't ask for especially with to the type Craig.
0: of shots he's hitting. It's not like he's just hitting. Yeah, that like last second shot over yeah. uh,
1: DeRozan. I thought there's no way this goes in. <laughs> <laughs> what nope? Just yeah, whatever, man. Um yeah, Tori Craig. Great. Campaign also is someone I want to talk about. He looks so comfortable out there, right? He had
0: a quiet game to me. Like, I didn't – I know he went off. Like, he didn't – he had a a good game, but I didn't, like, notice it. It wasn't noticeable to me.
2: Yeah,
0: He's so good at finishing at the rim, though.
1: Yeah. There were a couple of times tonight where I was just like – he just kind of floats there with the ball like this, and it just, (laughs) you know, like, it just goes in. He's just so good at that shot.
2: Yeah, uh, the the biggest complaint we had in the beginning of this season was how he doesn't use his left – he doesn't use his uh, right hand when he's driving on the right side. But he's actually – he's doing way better at that now. And you can see it in the results. Obviously, he's finishing at the rim way better.
1: Yeah, this is – like, I tweeted this today uh, when we were running it up On the Bulls. Um, I said that if you took Chris Paul and Jay Crowder and uh, Cam Johnson off the Suns, that's still like a playoff team. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That team's still winning at least like 45 games at minimum. I agree. We just saw them dismantle the Bulls. And the Bulls are like, what, fourth in the East? Yes.
0: So – Sixth, I think. No,
1: really? Did they did drop- oh, yeah, the east is so tight, they probably did drop that much. They're
0: literally a game and a half behind or out of the play in, I'm pretty sure.
1: Yeah, they're fifth. No,
0: oh, okay, I thought it was six, but, but I know they're super The play in is
1: seven through 10 There,
0: yeah, they're a game and a half or two games, they're
1: two games out of the play in. The east is going to be interesting, man.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't doubt them. Being a play-in team, that's kind of where I predicted them to be.
2: It's really um, it's really tough for them in the in – the It's league.
1: just – it's so difficult to make, like, guesses about standings in the East because of how close it is. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't feel comfortable betting on any – other than Miami being first, I don't know that I'd bet on anything in the East right now.
0: Yeah, and the Bulls also, I'm pretty sure, have the hardest remaining schedule in the NBA right now. Do they That's they play. They have to play. Their next remaining games are against. Let's see, they play Toronto, Milwaukee. These are like the hardest games they'll have. Toronto, Milwaukee, Cleveland, um, Miami, Milwaukee, Boston, um, Every and team. then they they also play um New Orleans, who's been pretty hot. Um, New York, Washington, the Clippers York is not
1: a tough team. <laughs>
0: I mean, we only beat them off a of buzzer beater. So we're missing. <laughs> All right, <laughs> I'm just saying. So, but New York, Washington, Charlotte, Washington is even worse than New York. <laughs> I know, but they still. You they... said you're listing their tough games, and you're just no, listing every no, no, every. I said their tough day. games, and then and then I said after that, I'm I'm going to list their next games, which I don't think oh, those are fault. easy games for them.
2: They're struggling. I should see, be. I can see the Bulls Washington are,
0: are on a three-game losing streak right now, though. I can see Washington beating the Bulls. Uh, I guess it wouldn't shock me. I would nothing in the East would shock me though. (laughs) Like,
1: none of those teams except like not even the Pistons or Magic are technically eliminated yet, are they?
2: Nope. Uh, I think the Pacers got eliminated today. The Pacers did. Yeah, and so the the Pistons and Magic definitely are. Yeah, I think those three teams are eliminated.
1: But uh, teams twelve through. Like seeds one through 12 in the East are completely in flux. Whereas the West it's Suns and then the Grizzlies and warriors. I mean, I'm pretty sure the Grizzlies have two locked up now cause Steph's out. Uh, the warriors are probably dropped to like fifth.
0: But you know, it's weird to me with, with the East being so tight, they still have a lot more teams that are like eliminated from playoff contention than the West. Cause the only team eliminated from the West is Houston at 17 losses, but wins, uh, yeah. Or 17 wins. Sorry. Um, OKC and Sacramento are still kind of close, not OKC as much. They have their nine games out, but Sacramento is only four games out. So,
1: yeah, yeah. I have an interesting question. I want to pose to you guys. Uh. So do you think the West is better because they have more teams with more wins or do you think the East is better and they all just have like the same win-loss ratio because they just all have to play each other more often?
0: Um, This is, this is my thing with that is. Cause, and then sorry to, sorry to stop. Like, no, you're good. But like the heat I feel
1: like are not like a crazy amount better than like the Cavs.
0: No, I but agree. Like I, I, like
1: I feel like the war- the Suns are like tiers above the Nuggets, who are the sixth seed in the West. But the Heat are not like drastically better than the Cavs. I feel like.
0: I could Does That agree sound crazy. That. No,
2: but yeah. Uh- uh, my bad. Go no, ahead. go ahead. All right, you can go uh, ahead. I'm saying is that the West is more top-heavy. Obviously, like, the uh, the Suns, Warriors, and Grizzlies are really, really good. But I do think the East has better teams, like, more well-rounded. It's more well-rounded than the West. Uh, They have more quality teams circling around the, the whole standings compared to the West. Because after, like, the top five or six, there's, like, a pretty big drop-off. Uh, like, this – Disregard the Suns after that.
0: I I kind of agree with that because I think our bottom, like, three teams, so, like, SAC, OKC, and Houston, I don't think – so, say you put, like, our um, bottom three against their bottom three, so Sacramento against Indiana, I'd probably take Sacramento on our side. OKC against Detroit, I'd probably take OKC. OKC. And then Houston, Orlando, I don't even know. Yeah, so so I would take all three West teams on our side. But the reason I I think that the West is better, and this is what I've always thought, is like we still – you still play people. Like it's not like you're playing teams from your conference that much more than you are um, teams out of your conference. Well, you play teams – from the other conference each
1: twice mm-hmm. and there's 15 so that's only 30 of your 82 games
0: yeah but you also yeah
1: exactly well so you play 52 games against your same conference yeah see right, I, think, I guess there like, has
0: to be a stat where you could see like top teams against other top teams like win-loss ratio in that but
1: I mean, yeah, you can do that on stats. You can see like Heat record versus Bucks. Is that what you want?
0: Yeah, and then do Heat record versus Memphis.
1: The Heat are. Oops.
0: See, and I still don't. I don't think that's like a crazy. Um, but they good... only have
1: it for last season. I'd want to. I'd want
0: to see like, like, their top six. Um. Against each other, and then their top six against our top six, and see what that would be. This but I think that would be just very, too much work. Complicated. Yeah, yeah, that would be just way too much work.
2: <laughs> the thing that uh, my thing is that like obviously we have our like the Suns is just on top; they beat everybody. But I think after that, it's not like it's pretty even. Honestly, like you see the Warriors lose to these Eastern Conference teams a lot, and Grizzlies lose to them. Um it's like it's pretty even in my opinion the the
1: heat went 2 and 2 against the bucks and 1 and 1 against the grizzlies so there you go mm-hmm.
0: That's i a helpful i saw stat, it here so 50% the the heat are 30 and 13 in conference which would make them 17 and 11 out of conference um and then the bucks are 26 and 18 in conference Which would make them eighteen and eight out of conference. And um, then the
1: Suns are better out of conference than in conference. That's actually not surprising. Actually, I feel like the Suns conference record should tell you everything you need to know about the East. Because it's easier. The Suns have more losses against the West than the East. Mm -hmm. Granted, they play more West teams, but they beat pretty much everybody.
0: The only Eastern Conference teams we've lost to are Toronto, Boston, Milwaukee, Miami. So that's
1: four. Those are like the top teams too, most of them anyway.
0: So there's one more team that we've lost to. Did we lose to Atlanta? We lost to Atlanta, right? Yeah, we lost to it. Yeah, that's the fifth team, so.
1: So, I mean, Boston is fourth, Milwaukee's second, Miami's first.
2: Boston has been amazing recently. I yeah, saw they're, they're still only fourth, which is kind of crazy. They have the number one defense the last 15 games. And then Jason tatum has been going crazy. We don't play them again, do we? I don't think so. Uh, no, we
1: don't. I'm excited after so we play the Kings on Sunday and then I'm excited for the stretch after that, where we play Minnesota, Denver, uh, the Sixers warriors and Grizzlies all in a row. And that's going to be a really important stretch
2: mm-hmm. for the
1: Suns, especially without Chris Paul, because it's we're really going to be able to see how the team fares against playoff teams without some of their best players. Like,
0: yeah.
1: And I'm fully confident. I honestly like believe with the current team we have that we could win all of these games. I have no doubt in my mind. Yeah. I agree. Like honestly, if we had to, I would be comfortable taking this current team into the playoffs
0: without Chris Paul
1: if it if yeah if it really came down to it like if if Chris Paul like tore, like god forbid he like like has a season-ending injury and we have to run let's say we have Jay and Cam Jones and if we have to go with campaign I'm still like obviously it gets a lot more difficult but I'm still Mm -hmm. not like gonna be like oh no we have no chance now yeah like I'm still gonna be like campaign, if he plays like this, I still think we're probably the favorites.
0: Yeah. Chris Paul has been out for almost exactly one month now. So.
2: Yeah. I also, uh, talking about the last few games I heard, I saw somewhere at the Suns could clinch the first seed sometime next week. They're, They're not already.
0: If we win the next game, I'm pretty sure. Cause we have
2: some, sometimes we have really 10 soon.
0: games left and we're nine games above uh, the Warriors. Yeah. So, so I, I think, think that would put us.
2: Yeah. I think once we clinch the one seed, we're gonna start resting players a little bit more. So I think, no, because
1: you know what? I saw a tweet. I think it was from, Kellen Olson. Let me try to find. Was it
0: the video of Devin Booker? I I was watching that. If that's what no. you're talking
1: about. It wasn't a video, oh. or it might have been a video, but if it was, I didn't watch it.
0: Um, he had a video of him telling Devin Booker that uh, they're on track to break the Suns uh, regular season record. Oh, yeah, that's what I was talking about. Yeah.
1: So I do think they're going – I mean, there's nine games left, and then, I mean, obviously they are – planning to just win their next five or six, I guess, to get to 63. Yeah. Yeah. And then the last two games, though, I imagine.
0: Yeah, I could see that. And I think that if Chris Paul comes back, I bet he'll play in some of those games on like a minute restriction. I don't think they're going to go into the playoffs with Chris Paul. Like cold, cold legs, not going, not game like not having played a game in almost two months. But I think he'll be on some type of minute restriction.
1: Yeah, I was going to ask, do you guys want him to like get some playing time before the playoffs?
2: I think in the last two – yeah, just like Brandon was saying, last two games, last two, three games, maybe, uh, yeah, like 10, 15 minutes just to, to get warm. So he's not – yeah, so he's not going in there just completely cold. Mm-hmm.
0: I think it also depends on who we play in the playoffs, too. Is...
2: Yeah, things we won't even know because of the play-in. What do you guys
1: think of the play-in?
2: Like, in general? Yeah, do you like it? I do like it. It's obviously, as a fan, it's very entertaining. But I also, like, we were talking about earlier how, like, the Timberwolves are, uh, what, like, so many games ahead of the Lakers. And they still have to play in the play-in just because they're the 7th seed. Dude, I
1: feel awful making the Lakers play in that play-in game.
0: <laughs> yeah, they they can't lose. They have to win both their games to be in the playoffs because they're Dude, not going to overtake the Clippers.
1: Do we think Anthony Davis is going to even
2: be healthy? No. I if he's guess. healthy, he's going to get hurt in the in the play-in game. He rushes back way too fast, and then he gets hurt again.
0: Let's see if there's any update.
2: Really, bro, AD should just sit
1: so that he can heal everything.
2: Yeah.
0: so five right days now ago, he's wasting his prime. Five days ago, Anthony Davis said he's very optimistic that he's going to return this season, but he's not 100% confident because there are only 16 regular season games left. That was five days ago, so –
1: yeah. Um, Damn, how many games do the Lakers have left? Um, 12.
0: Is it 12?
2: Yeah. I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> what I was saying about the play-in is, that, like, see the Timberwolves are 10 and a half games up in the Lakers, and they still have to play in the play-in, which see, I think it's a great opportunity for, like, the lower teams to fight for a chance to the playoffs, but it's also a negative for those – for the teams that are, that should, like, already be in the playoffs. But they still have to play.
0: The reason I think it's good is because let's let's face it, Minnesota is not going on a deep playoff run, um, and I think like it still gives them a reason to get fans in their fans in their seats since they're winning.
1: Minnesota's going to be the Cinderella team this year.
0: <laughs> I know I just jinxed it, but <laughs> just since since they make the playoffs, they're getting people in their seats, um, and they're giving fans hope but even if they were to get kicked out of the playoffs from the play in now they get a lottery pick. So dude,
1: the the Timberwolves this year are what the uh 2019 Suns were supposed to be if the if the covid lockdown didn't happen
2: and if Aiden didn't miss 25 games.
1: <laughs> yeah, literally 2019 was supposed to be was supposed to be that like season for us where we like are like the young scrappy like eight or seven seed you know what I'm talking about Mm -hmm. yeah but it got cut short and then we just skipped all the way to like best team in the league yeah
0: I want to see what our record was before Aiden
1: went out well he got suspended after the first game
0: was it the first game
2: yeah yeah we won the first game I'm pretty sure we won. It was like yeah, I was there. The it was against ass. the Kings. We we yeah. we blew them out. Yeah, I was just there. I, thought,
0: I thought I remember Aiton going out after a few games, and no, it was after the first
2: game. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it was the first one. I just thought it was like that year was crazy because we were, we had Aaron Bain starting at center, and then we had like Javon Carter getting a ton of minutes. It was just like a, it was just a great year. I'm gonna see what the
1: Suns' record was when Aiton played that season.
2: Kelly Uber was averaging like 19 points per game or something. Yeah, like that was crazy. It was a fun, really fun year.
1: That was 1920. Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> uh, one. cha uh, I'm not going to sit here and like be quiet and count because we're recording. A podcast, so <laughs> I'm not going to do that right now, but
0: <laughs> oh, you were actually going through and counting into, I was
1: about to. And then I was like, you know what? That's probably not a good idea. Is that not something
0: you can find on stat news? <laughs> we're like, I have no idea how you would word
1: that on stat news.
2: You can look up Deandre Ayden record 2019, 2020 or Deandre's record with Deandre. Ayden. You should be able to, but either way, uh, we were, we were supposed to do big things that year. Eaton was really good. And then luckily we signed a campaign before the bubble. And that worked out great. Yeah, it well.
0: helped us a lot.
2: That worked out amazing.
1: Yeah, I I just – I'm so sad that we didn't get our – because I feel like teams would take us a lot more seriously now. Like, it wouldn't be the same narrative of it's all Chris Paul mm-hmm. if they had seen that season where Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton led them to the playoffs. Yeah. Which would have happened. Like, not even, like, even if Ayton still gets suspended and they're at their just current record, I think they still make it. Because I think they... uh, Do you think they still would have introduced the play in that season without the bubble?
0: I don't think so. No, I think it was more of a test during the bubble, and then they just stuck with it.
1: Okay, but I still think the Suns probably figure it out and sneak into the playoffs. But even still, like, if Aiden doesn't get suspended, that's a playoff team. Yeah. Maybe, like, a seven seed, honestly. hmm They'd be doing exactly what the Timberwolves are now, where they start off kind of rocky, and they're around, like, 500, and then they take off towards the end of the season and start breaking away. That's exactly what would have happened. But then COVID. Was Was Jalen Smith
0: Jalen Smith was our draft pick after the bubble year, right?
2: Yeah, Yeah. it was Cam Johnson that year, and then Jalen Smith the year after. Dude, you guys do
1: not understand. I guess you guys do understand, but like other fans do not understand like how excited we were to be in the position we were after going, you know, in the bubble with a top 10 pick. Yeah, we were were so excited, yeah. And it ended up being technically a good pick, just not for us.
0: Yeah, because yeah. he's balling in, in Indiana right now.
1: And I'd argue it was still a good pick for us because we got Torrey Craig back.
0: Yeah. I remember watching watching that draft live when I was in college. Yeah, I was. I was during I was a study to... table for baseball.
1: I was at work filling the – I was at work at a grocery store at Albertson's and I was filling a milk shelf and I had my phone propped up on the milk crate and I had my <laughs> headphones in. And I heard them uh read off the Phoenix Suns like Jalen Smith and I'm standing in the free in the in the cooler, the milk cooler, and I'm like, who? <laughs> like at this, I'm like, bro, I was I was distraught, bro. Yeah first I was so mad we didn't take Halliburton. I was like, dude, I like when Halliburton dropped, I was like. Dude, we're gonna get Halliburton. I'm so happy. Or Devin Vassell. Or Devin Vassell. He was on my list too. And then, James uh, actually, the- I was like, bro, what?
2: I have a similar story about work. It was during the bubble as well. Uh, I was at I was working at Dunkin' Donuts and like they sent me to the the cooler to like re- rearrange the milk or whatever. And it was during the Suns and Clippers game, the one where Booker hit that buzzer beater. <laughs> oh yeah. So I just check ESPN, and I'm just looking at the score. I'm like, oh, shit, it's like a one-point game or something. So I was just literally chilling in the cooler, just watching the game, And then I was freaking out in the cooler. <laughs> I uh,
1: I had something similar for when, uh, when Book hit the game winner against the Mavericks last season.
0: Yeah. Oh, that was such nothing, a clean shot. I love that shot.
1: Nothing crazy happened. I literally just watched it at work. <laughs> <laughs> I had to watch so many Suns games at I'm, work last season. I'm
0: so – I'm not sad because, of course, we're winning. But like, I I miss I'm gonna miss the feeling of draft night because that's always such an exciting night, especially when your team is has a good pick.
2: Like we we like don't have yeah, do college basketball, and you just yeah. do your research for like a month straight. You do all this research who the their draft, and they draft yeah. well,
1: someone completely different. Well, I can look forward to that with the Seahawks now. Yeah, yeah. at
2: least. <laughs> so I guess silver lining welcome to the club man yeah you're
1: we gotta if you guys if the listeners didn't know already arian's a bears fan and uh, unfortunately i can't say that that's more poverty than me anymore because we both don't have quarterbacks
2: no we got a quarterback <laughs> who <laughs>
1: justin fields <laughs> uh we'll see we'll see we'll see about just well he fields. doesn't
0: have a he doesn't really have a a wide receiver to throw to any well, anymore.
1: We don't need to make Allen Robinson's gone. <laughs> let's not make this a football podcast. Uh let's kind of get back to the game because there are more
2: players I wanted to talk about. Um, actually yeah, uh, Landry Shaman, I wanted to say. Yes, he had a he had a really good game. Everyone's good
0: game. just playing so good lately. Yeah. Like can't complain.
2: Yeah, like Shaman shot five for 11, 50 percent from three, three for six. Uh he had fourteen points. I just like – yeah, his the shots he's taking are a little bit better now than they were before. Just better they, quality shots, yeah. Quality. And, and the open ones he's actually hitting, which he wasn't hitting before.
0: And I think that's the difference is he's hitting the open ones. But yeah. he's – there's still a few shots a game where he takes those little running fadeaway threes. But, yeah. like, he, I think because he's making his open ones, he's more confident. <laughs> so we get to see a few of those go in a game, which is – it's nice.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the little, like, the little curl around uh, – Catching Like, not even catch and shoot, like, literally like, in the air three. That's normally mm-hmm. a shot. I know he was hitting that in Brooklyn. He was hitting that on the on the Clippers. That's his shot. It just – it wasn't falling in Phoenix. but It's not falling yet, but it will soon.
0: I think he's just getting his confidence now, which is so dangerous with us only 10 yeah. games away from the playoffs. Same with
2: uh, Torrey Craig. Yeah.
0: yeah. It, I, I don't think teams understand how dangerous we are right now. We – dude –
1: I guess our weakness is rebounding.
0: Even the last but few, that's weeks, it very
1: has been. easy. That's very easily. That's just effort from Aiden. Is the rebounding solution? Mm-hmm.
2: That's it. And everybody else needs to crash the paint. That's it. When he's boxing out. Yeah. So, which it I wasn't don't sure like last year in our in the playoffs. Rebounding wasn't too big of an issue for us. Yeah, I don't remember it being like a no. big thing until the Bucks. Yeah, which that's just because of size.
1: And we have the size there. So,
0: yes, especially if we just do what we did on just run eight and and McGee or eight and Biombo. Biombo, and McGee or Biombo, Biombo and
2: yeah. Speaking of that, Javel- all, the, all the combinations. Yeah. yeah. I
1: think, like yeah, Javel- facts. Yeah. Javelle is great today. He, he just, and I mean, he's getting more comfortable without Chris Paul. Yeah. Which I think is significant.
0: And he's another person who's starting to show a lot more effort just in general. Yeah. Like he's chasing loose balls. Like, I don't know. He he had a really cool putback today over Vucevic that I just thought was hilarious.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It and was like a Shamit
0: three that bounced in and out, or maybe it was a campaign three, one of the two. And it just like bounced perfectly into his hands and he just laid it up. And McGee or yeah. uh, Vucevic just is standing there like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh,
2: what I like about McGee is that he's not trying to run the offense as much anymore yeah <laughs> yeah Good ball came out now he's doing is what he's what he was originally doing standing in the paint getting boards he's not doing his uh playmaking anymore
0: i think that all these injuries for us is like it's actually kind of like a gift because a lot of our a lot of our players especially role players are starting to like find their role a lot more or like get comfortable in their role i want to say
2: Yeah, and especially because they're not too serious. So it's like these guys are getting more comfortable and then the people will just come right back. So these guys will be comfortable on the bench, the second unit.
0: Yeah. I just hope like the playoff kind of pressure doesn't hurt them that much.
2: Yeah, it it didn't do too much last year to them. And it was their first time.
0: I think I feel like I'm more scared for Shamit in that role because he's just starting to get comfortable now in games that don't matter at all. Yeah. So I'm just a little scared of playoffs come around and there's a lot, lot more pressure, especially if we make it to the finals again. He needs to hit open shots. Like, that's too important.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was just, I was, I was watching the Bulls broadcast because, you know, obviously we're in Chicago. Um, they were saying, they were talking about campaign. They were saying how he looks so comfortable running the starting offense like this as, uh, as a starter. They're saying that it could be really, really helpful for him because he would just slide right into the bench, right back into the bench mm-hmm. and do the same exact thing he was doing. Just, you you know, guys – have you guys seen that uh, news article from the Bulls? I retweeted like that earlier. That
1: yeah. says uh, the Bulls were like, we knew from the first day that Cameron Payne just could not play or something like that. <laughs> yeah.
2: And now he's low-key the starting point guard on the best team in the league. Yeah. Well, see, the thing is, I won't blame them because at the time he was really, really bad. He was. <laughs>
1: yeah, he was terrible.
2: But it's just—I think it's just a really cool story. i was always coming back now, and just—he's that guy. He's possibly the best backup point guard in the league, and Dax. he's starting now. So. Who else
0: would be better?
1: Uh, like, yeah, I don't even know who start who backup point guards even are in the league
0: because like anyone in Sixth Man of the Year contention. Like, is a point guard? Yeah, Hero, Clarkson, those are both shooting guards. I feel like yeah, there's some obvious that we're just probably completely missing. Probably.
1: Terry Rozier? I yeah.
0: guess, but one's on the best team in the NBA and one's on literally yeah. a mid-team.
2: He's having a shaky year this year, too. So. Uh
1: Yeah, man, I don't. Oh, this is from January of this year. Ranking backup point guards. The Anthony Melton's on here. Remember when he was in the Suns? This list doesn't have campaign on it. Wow.
2: That's crazy. But
0: I mean, I guess I could know like how many people. What is it? Top 10? It's top five. Oh.
2: I I think as of March, he's the best.
0: This list goes. Even January, this list has
1: two awesome. players from the Grizzlies, by the way.
0: Because media just likes to gargle on the Grizzlies.
1: Yeah. It's DeAnthony Melton at five, DeLon Wright at four, uh, Anthony Simons at three. He's not oh, even a backup.
0: Him. Yeah, he's not a backup anymore. So,
1: uh, Tyus Jones at two.
0: It's even good. Really?
2: Tyus Jones is not, like, he's not all that.
0: (laughs) that, Who was one? Tyler Hero. Oh, he's not a point guard. I wouldn't even consider him a point guard. Yeah.
2: Yeah, so if we're playing, like, that game we played earlier, are the other three that you named that were actually point guards, or other two, whoever it was, would you rather have them or campaign? Campaign. Exactly. Campaign is
1: putting up Chris Paul
2: production and efficiency right now.
0: Yeah. So – like, Campaign is playing so good that I don't mind him playing w- or I don't mind him being our starting point guard when Chris Paul is gone. Yeah, and I would not yeah, have said that in January. This. I would not have said that in January.
1: Yeah, I was always kind of, like, low on Campaign. Something about him just always, like, just, I don't know what it was. He, I was just never I 100% think on him.
0: the Suns broadcast team said it perfectly today. They said that what they've seen that campaign has realized that he doesn't need to score to be beneficial to the team
2: mm-hmm.
0: and like, which has brought him more opportunities to score and more confidence. Cause like uh, he, his pull-up three, he's hitting them s- super consistently now. Yeah. Yeah. definitely. Like I still have like those flashbacks whenever he takes them, I'm always like, like, no, don't fucking shoot, but yeah. he's making them now. So I, I like, I'm not used to it.
2: Yeah, The thing with campaign is that no matter how bad he's playing throughout the game, he'll hit some perfect timing shot or like he'll, he'll, he'll come down and hit back-to-back deep threes. Yeah.
0: You've like, you just down, like, just go on, like, we just go, they have like a 10-0 run on us Yeah, and he'll just come down and hit a three.
1: Can you guys imagine the, like, I feel like the lineup of campaign, Shamit, um, I'm blanking, Craig, Cam Johnson, and JaVale, that's like maybe a 12 seed. Yeah. Yeah. As a starting lineup. I, yeah, I think they could win some games. Yeah. So, like, because, like, Cam John. I mean, I guess you don't really, you don't have a star there. But, I mean, compare that starting five to, like, the Rockets or Magic starting five.
2: <laughs>
1: like, I feel like it's not, I mean, I guess I'd have to actually look. I couldn't tell you either of their starting fives, but I feel like it's pretty close.
2: Yeah, and especially that would let Cam Johnson be, like, the number one guy, and I feel like he could really do that. Yeah. um,
1: All right, let's – is there anyone else from the game that had like, a good game? Oh, I do want to – I think uh, Alfred Payton lost his roster spot to Ish-Wayne Wright tonight. (laughs)
0: after locked up DeMar DeRozan
1: yeah I mean that's like the joke like funny answer to why but I mean what did Alfred Payton do tonight
0: I tried to make it make sense in my head as to why we played him instead of Aaron Holiday I I came to the conclusion that maybe it was just a matchup thing that's what Monty said Oh okay, I didn't I didn't see that. I I just assumed with like the bulls are a lot taller than most teams, especially at the guard position.
2: Mm-hmm. So,
0: um, like with Io playing, he's he, I'm pretty sure he's pretty tall. He's probably like six four, six five. Um, with Aaron Holiday being so small, I think that Alfred Payton just gave us a little bit more size.
2: That's exactly what Monty said. Oh. <laughs> There's one thing I'll say about Alfred Payton. He's like the worst offensive player I've ever seen. But he's oh my a- gosh!
0: They can leave him open anywhere on the court, and he, 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 he's
2: he is not a bad defender. If like, if you need him to be. Do you guys
1: remember back in like I think it was 2018 when Alfred Payton came to the Suns?
2: Yeah, I forget, I
1: forget. It was like through a trade, right?
2: I don't remember. Or was it a
1: signing? I don't, I don't remember, but I remember that in his first game, he had a triple double, <laughs> and we were all like, we all thought Alfred Payton was like
0: our safeguard over the future.
1: <laughs> yeah, we thought Alfred Payton had come to save us,
0: and that's so and weird then, to think of because I cannot see him getting even a double double anymore. <laughs> no, he had
1: a couple triple doubles last season
0: for the Suns. Yeah. He's not Oh, you said that. I thought you said last season. I was like, oh, he didn't. He didn't
2: play no, that season. <laughs>
0: okay. Um he's yeah. He's
2: not a I- bad passer.
0: No, I was going to say he's not really a bad ball handler. If
1: you think- he's better than he was yeah, before. Mm-hmm. He's making he's a lot more he's a lot more confident, I think, and I he's a lot more decisive. That he had a nice pass to Mikel uh when Mikel cut to the hoop. Mm-hmm. That was it was just an it was just a good looking pass, you know?
2: Yeah, yeah. So we got him for a second round pick. We traded we traded them a second round pick.
1: For Alfred Payton?
2: Yeah, four years ago.
1: <laughs> I can't oh I thought I kind of thought he was like an add-on to a different trade. I didn't think we traded for him straight uh-huh. up. Straight up second round pick for Alfred Payton. But then he did we trade him again or did he just leave in free agency? I think he left from
2: what I know. Because I remember, except after that, or he went to a different didn't.
0: team. First,
2: after after that, he just uh, he left and then he went to a different team. Where? He signed back with the Magic.
0: Oh, <laughs> Magic, and then Knicks.
2: I think so, or he or he went to the Knicks actually. Hold on,
0: I didn't know if there was a team before the Knicks before.
2: No, yeah, he went. to, He just went to the Knicks. Okay. Yeah. Damn. So he was on the Knicks for a long time. Yeah, for like three years. That's kind of crazy, <laughs> whereas it just gets cut a lot and just re signed.
0: That's <laughs> probably a locker room thing, mainly where he's still somewhat competent to get five minutes a night.
2: Yeah,
1: all right, fellas. Uh, really quick before we wrap it up, I know you guys aren't wearing your jerseys now, but what jerseys no. were you guys rocking
2: today? I
0: was wearing campaigns, so I
2: had my. Mikhail Bridges Valley.
1: Hey, yeah, I'm
2: still on that one
1: too. <laughs> this one's still undefeated, four zero now, with the Mikhail Bridges jersey, the Valley Rock Gotta Mikhail keep rocking Bridges. it. So yeah, it's staying on until he <laughs> lose. So, uh, did you, is there anything else from the uh, from the game you guys wanted to touch on? We pretty much covered. We didn't talk about the Bulls, but
2: who cares? No, no. they did. But they played awful. Because yeah, they're, they're, they're bad.
0: Yeah, they're just bad.
2: They're they're they're, a, they're a pretender for sure.
0: Oh, Um, easy.
1: Thank you so much for listening to the We Know Ball podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Mikel Bridge. You can find Arian on Twitter at What Up. What's his at? Hold on. Arian, what's your
2: at? Arian S19. Brandon, what's your at? Brandon A D I E R.